look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. Welcome to another edition of More Than Money on um, 770 CHQR. You're here with Dave and Andrew today. No Faisal. He's away, so uh, it ought to be a heck of a good show. Thanks for joining me today, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks again, Dave. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love taking shots at him when he's not here to defend himself, as <laughs> it, you know. It's very easy. <laughs> We've it's, got not, a, it's not hard in Cinco de Mayo to boot, so it's all good. I didn't get my invite to your party yet, by the way. Is uh, that well, intentional? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> I won't take any offense to that. I probably should. But uh, today's show is pretty good. We're going to learn how, to, um, how an expanded CPP could actually cost Canada. Interesting conversation. Does using an accountant for your taxes really protect you from audits and mistakes? You might be surprised at the answer to that. And then we're going to talk about what does a transition to retirement really look like in reality. We talk about it in theory a lot, but we're going to hear from um, a financial, a former Financial Post columnist, author, and the founder of the Financial Independence Hub, um, a regular recurring guest of ours, Jonathan Chevro. We're going to talk about his experience as he's moving through this process of retirement himself. Um, Andrew, lots to talk about this week, I suppose. There was, um, I know that what caught your interest was an interesting article. I think there was some research uh, out by... Uh, TD and looking at retirement, but from a singles perspective, and there's actually some very uh, stark differences in terms of what an ex, uh, the experience for a single person going through retirement and the planning requirements for a single person going through retirement versus a couple. You want to you yeah. sort of want to touch on what uh, what caught your interest? Well, I, I think that the ultimate difference between one that's that's retired versus uh, versus a couple is. Um, you're kind of discriminated to some degree um, by the government because um, you can't split income, income you yeah. can't do certain things, and you have different different planning needs and different horizons because you don't have somebody to lean on if if um, you have a health issue or or a health problem. You don't have um, the ability to to income split. You don't have the ability to um, take care of certain things. You don't need necessarily the estate um, planning that you would have. Um, by somebody else, so you or don't may have not a, have the opportunity for or, estate planning. That right? is correct, because there's a higher sensitivity to the assets supporting your lifestyle. Yeah, and the big thing is, is that with today's day and age, um, with great divorce um, on the rise, mm -hmm. um, and um, some people deciding to marry or not to get married. Yep. Um, um, it does create some financial planning opportunities in looking at how can I best pensionize that asset that you and I and Faisal uh, talk so deeply about. Well, I, yeah, I think I, you, you know when you brought that article forward, I thought it was it was interesting. We perhaps don't do justice to um, you know those of our listeners that are single and addressing some of their specific needs, right, mm -hmm. and the specific risks you have as a as a single in retirement versus versus a couple. And I think that we'll have to uh, maybe organize some uh, some content around that because it is important to, to note, like as a, as our health bucket, as an example, if you're a single and you get sick, mm -hmm. right. Um, that's a different financial, never mind lifestyle, but a different financial proposition than it is if you have a spouse that can help uh, in in terms of taking care of you. Well, and and when you look at uh, you know different options, or you know, I, I hate to use the word product because that's what it is, but but um, single people may not necessarily need life insurance, but with the health concern, right. they may very well need some type of disability insurance. Or some type of long-term care insurance that, or a critical they, illness or, insurance, right? Exactly, or something of that nature that they simply may not need if they were they were in a in a relationship. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that um, I think that is an it's an interesting awareness point of view, right? Yes. Um, and I think you touched on something important. There is a growing trend uh, towards more and more singles in retirement for all the reasons you talked about, not the least of which is this notion of gray divorce. And that that sort of fifty plus um, once the kids leave home uh, divorce segment is unfortunately the fastest growing segment um, of the divorcing population. So we know that that trend is accelerating you know, towards singles in retirement, not decelerating. It is. Um, and there's some other factors as well. But let's go down that trend. Uh, that trend is accelerating. And there is, there's, and people don't recognize that if they were to move into a divorce situation um, as they get close to or enter retirement, that things will be drastically different than they are today. Right. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reason for it, not just social systems and, and, and payments, but, but what needs to be saved for? What needs to be mm-hmm. done for Everything about that changes. And the taxation impact, as you said, is different for a single versus... Okay. Um, Interesting. I think we'll have to pursue that a little bit more. I do want to save a little bit of time in this segment to talk about markets um, this week. I found it was, uh, again, another interesting week of lots of noise in the markets, and the market's really trying to digest what the heck is going on and then uh, pick a direction. Now, we've got a bunch of competing forces, I find, uh, that are very interesting this week. We've We've had a very strong first quarter earnings season so far on the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite where we're going to end up in terms of earnings growth year over year when we compare quarter one this year to quarter two, uh, quarter one last year, but it's running somewhere around a 25% increase. Now, some of that, of course, is the recent tax changes that yes. have been acted in the United States. But even when I look at earnings in Europe, up almost 15%, uh, let's call it to, uh, to Thursday this past week. That would be the most current data I'm referring to. Um, you know, earnings globally look look good. So on the one hand, you go, wow, equity markets are down, but earnings are coming in very strong. That's a bit weird. And you think about some of the other issues that we've been talking about. We're talking about, uh, obviously, global trade war, yes. specifically starting between China and the U.S. So we had a, a, China, uh, sorry, a U.S. delegation in China uh, to have conversations about how to reduce the trade deficit with China. That's creating uncertainty, right? We've got Iranian sanctions, uh, potentially the Iranian deal being uh, backed out of by the United States. That's going to hit us next week. So oil prices have been supported. Um, we've got reasonably good jobs numbers coming in from the U.S. So we've got all of this noise. I, I'm, I'm, well, and I, I would characterize it exactly that yeah. as noise um, because we're, we're seeing all of this these things, but... They, they haven't changed what the stock market's doing. We're still seeing earnings increase. We're still seeing benefit in the stock market. We're still seeing all these, these pieces. Um, and nothing is suggesting to me, and I don't know about you, Dave, but it's suggesting to me when I look at the scoreboard, um, is there something that's got a, you know, a look at it, red, green, or yellow light, um, yep. and I'm not seeing any yellows, and I'm certainly not seeing any reds, which suggests to me that I'm hopeful that, that uh, 2018 will still mm-hmm. come in okay. It does appear from an economic scoreboard perspective or dashboard perspective, there's lots of green, maybe um, you know a flicker of, of yellow around the inflationary um, uh, front. Uh, market certainly being concerned about that. We did see U.S. Treasury yields pushing higher. So there is a very, very uh, active debate uh, by way of bulls and bears, both in the fixed income market, mm-hmm. speculating on interest rates and inflation, and, and in the equity markets as well, uh, about what's you know the direction for the last half of this year. So... Uh, lots of conversation around that. Many people confused. I want to go back to earnings for just a second. Let's strip out some of the macroeconomic noise we talked about. Uh, one of the theses that we had last year, but it was likely playing out this year, was that as interest rates move higher, uh, these earnings 
have to start justifying the lofty valuations. So when we're talking about 25% earnings growth and equity markets that are flat to slightly negative, I think investors have to realize that either some of that was dragged into last year's number, mm -hmm. right, priced in, sort of uh, uh, early in, or um, you know, valuations are going to have to come down, which means the, the earnings that we're getting right now are just slowly working down the price earnings multiples that are, are quite rich. They are quite rich right, right? now. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year, and it's going to I think it'll be a confusing year for investors as to where to position for the reasons we've talked about, but also the results that they're going to expect to get. They might be different from if you're not thinking through this. Different uh, uh, the risk return characters might be different from the economics that we're talking about. So the investment portfolio, the thesis, the the way you're positioning um, has to take that into account. And make sure you're clear on on what it is, you know, the result that you think you're going to get for the investment thesis you're putting forward. Well, and with that thesis, you have to make sure that you're actually going to carry it through, and no matter what happens. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, make adjustments, I suppose, as the the data changes. But the noise, mm -hmm. the the trick is with the noise, right? You've got that's to strip right. out all that noise. And I don't think it's ever been noisier since you know the beginning. I can't of my remember noise as much as we have, but you know, politically, we're seeing a lot of noise, and it's being driven heavily by uh, by the Trump administration, and 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 that's not a surprise. Yeah, no, um, for sure. But. It still feels, and people still talk to us on a day-to-day -day basis about that. And he's been in, in office how long now? Well, since November. What does that give us so, now? But call it, call it Six 18 months, months? Seven months? 18 months. Oh, I'm sorry, 18 months. Yeah, yeah uh, November 16, yeah. yeah. Uh, Midterm November, uh, mid elections coming up this year. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the noise uh, is continues until that point and subsides after that. This is going to be an interesting year. I know you're all feeling it, and academically it makes it very interesting. But we have to end the conversation there. Before we sign off on this particular segment, I want to remind everybody that we're going to try to address some of this confusion. How do you position or how do you bulletproof your retirement and the, the, the wealth that you have um, you've accumulated over time to support that lifestyle? We're doing that on Tuesday, May 29th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Give us a call to register for that. At 966-8400, that's 966-8400, or you can go to morethanmoneyradio.com and you can register there. All right, stick around after the break because we're going to talk about how an expanded CPP could actually cost Canada. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.